0: It's the On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled, loyal, and effective workforce? Consider a partnership with Western Governors University. Over 300 organizations already count on WGU for valuable education benefits. Students can fit schooling around their schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. And it's all online. Partner with WGU to make a smart investment in your company's and your employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships.
1: This is the Locked on Bengals podcast on a Monday. Dave Lapham coming up in, well, like 60 seconds. I'm James Erpine on Twitter, at James Erpine at Locked on Bengals. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com right now, where there's a ton, including Solomon Tetman's latest prospect spotlight, On Arkansas center Frank Ragno, Um, some quotes from Dave Lapham on the center position. Heck, I'm going to ask him about it in 60 seconds. And I joined Channel 5 here locally in Cincinnati, WLWT. Watch my segment uh, the entire show. I was on WLWT Sports Rock, previewing the Bengals draft with Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com and George Vogel of Channel 5. Check that out. You can watch it. It's not it's not super lengthy like 17 18 minutes of your time but I think it is certainly worth your time. My latest mock draft, my final mock draft will come out Wednesday. Until then, we're going to be wall to wall draft. Joe Goodberry will join me on Wednesday's podcast and without further ado. I caught up with Dave Lapham earlier today on my noon to 1 show on ESPN 15:30 in Cincinnati. It uh it's really good stuff here from lap and I I'm, I'm gonna stop talking and get the hell out of the way my first question to lap was simple one it seems like it's house money with the 21st overall pick because they've already addressed their big need with the 12th pick and trading back and they obviously added Cordy Glenn does it feel like house money to him and centers their biggest need how does he feel about the top three centers
2: I think they like you know all three of the top centers uh and I agree with you I think that you know, you you uh you basically go from twelve to twenty one in the first round, and you you know you uh you switch positions on another later round draft pick, but you don't you don't lose any draft picks, and you get a you know high caliber starting left tackle, uh, bone spurs in the ankle, you know messed him up last year, Cody Glenn, but uh, you know there's no structural damage. I think you know you know that guy can play. Guys, you're drafting it's fifty fifty if they can play at the next level. So I thought that was really. Really good move and addressed your biggest need, or started to address it. You know the tackle position with Cordy Glenn and yeah, I would think that you know center is a, is a big target and and uh, I guess to sum up the three the three centers, uh, you know I I think all of them would be fine. I think Ragnall is obviously the biggest um, and, and he's he's got plenty of athleticism. Kid out of Arkansas, Frank Ragnall, he's a very very good player. You know, watching him on tape, he. Pro Football Focus has him uh, graded out as the best center in the draft by far. Um, I think Daniels has got tremendous upside, the most upside. He doesn't turn 21 years old until September, so he needs to you know work on uh, more overall body strength. I, I, you know he's 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 a good player, very good player, but I think he can get stronger. He's got a, a big frame that can fill out even more. And I would say that Billy Price is probably the most game ready. You know, when I look at him with 55 starts at Ohio State. At such a high uh, level of football. Uh, now, granted, only one of them was at the center position, but you know he basically was playing guard at a high level. He was going to go into the draft, and they decided, you know, they talked him into uh, talked him into staying. And um, and he gets, you know, he, he has probably one of the best years that a center has had at Ohio State. And here he is sitting there in, uh in, in, a, in a good position, prime position to get drafted. Pat line of course, was a center. Before him, he goes in the third round for the Minnesota Vikings. He starts for them, but uh, he's very smart, instinctive player, situational awareness I like with him. And, you know, I'm not sure, you know, uh, how Frank Pollock grades him. That's probably the most important uh, (laughs) guy that you need opinions on, the new offensive line coach, because, you know, you look at him, though, he had success with Frederick, the Big Ten center out of Wisconsin, who uh, was an All American and now a Pro Bowl player. Uh, at the NFL level, so he, he probably doesn't mind going to the Big Ten to draft centers. And two of them are there: Ohio State and Iowa. And then Arkansas, the SEC. That's a good place. Either conference is a good place to get centers. So, I, depending on what Frank is going to ask his center to do, um, you know, he probably has them graded a certain a certain way as well. And everybody has has them in, in different orders that I've seen. James, nobody has a clear cut one, two, three, which tells you that I think most teams would be fine with uh, with any one of them.
0: all the way up to a 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. This podcast is
1: brought to you by Carvana. In the age of online retailers, buying a car should be no different. And that's why Carvana invented a brand new way for you to buy a car, Join me every Thursday with The First One Drops, only on Amazon Music. Let's go. Dave Lapham is joining us. And, and Lap, I was listening to the Bengals Booth podcast. Uh, You and Dan Hoare talking and previewing the NFL draft. There's a link to it at ESPN1530.com slash James. Uh, Really good stuff. One one guy you mentioned when Dan mentioned the top three centers. You mentioned Mason Cole out of Michigan and that he could be an intriguing prospect as well, maybe around two, three, four in that range. Uh, what do you like about Mason Cole?
2: Well, same type of thing. Uh, 38 starts at left tackle, 13 at center in 2016. 51 starts is the most of any Michigan offensive lineman ever. And Think of all the great offensive linemen that come out of, have come out of Michigan. Now, the thing about him, you know, I, I'm a little bit unsure about his lower body strength, uh, you know, as well um six four three hundred ten pounder though i mean the guy is obviously athletic enough if he played left tackle at michigan for 38 starts and then uh you know sandwiched in there with a with 13 of them at the center position i think that that he'd be more than capable i think mason cole is somebody that you you know you would think about if you didn't get one in the first round or even the you know a lot of people think that one of the three top ones might be there at 46. you know if if, what, what if for example uh you know, you're, you're, you're sitting there at, uh, at 21, and Mike McGlinchey, for whatever reason, has slid. In most people's estimation, the number one tackle in the draft. If he's there at 21, you double down at tackle, and I know a lot of people be thinking, oh, I man, you just stack stop him. You know, you you, you, you traded for your left tackle, um, you know, but there's still a right tackle position. While we're talking about right tackle position, Bobby Hart, mm-hmm. watch tape on him. when he when, uh, The year before last, when the Giants were a playoff team, Bobby Hart was playing average or even above average, you know, right tackle for the New York Giants, who were a playoff team. So, you know, don't don't rule that guy out as as having a, a say in how that right tackle position pans out. A guy that's coming into the NFL and, and has already proven himself. And Billy Price is older than him. Billy Price is the, he's 23 years old. That's the other thing I like about Billy Price is that I think he's the most game ready. You know, for a lot of reasons. When I, you look at the um, uh, video Ohio State has that the Big Ten Network has of their practices and even in the huddle, uh, you know, Barrett and Price are running the show. And as an aside, it wouldn't bug me if both of them were in training camp. They sign Barrett as a free agent and have Price there as a, as a drafted center. It wouldn't be bad. I, I think both those guys uh, bring a lot of leadership and a lot of redeeming values uh, and, you know, would, would, would play out well. I don't know if they... But Brett Barrett, I'm not saying draft Barrett. I'm saying if you do draft him, draft him very, very late. Maybe with one of those three seventh round picks, mm-hmm. or if you think you can get him as a free agent, go that route. I, I'm not sure where I would draft him, but uh, you know, I, I, I do think that, that another kid at center is Austin uh, Corbett out of out of Nevada. Yeah, he was a four year starter at Buff tackle in Nevada, a walk on, former walk on, two time All Conference guy. He played center at the Senior Bowl and looked good. He's got long arms, big hands, explosive athletic kid. Um, Joel Batonio with the Cleveland Browns, you know, came out of Nevada. Has, uh, has produced linemen the, in the recent past. So, you know, a guy like that, you might you might think about it. It's, it's not like if you don't get a center at 21, you're doomed. But I do think that uh, as as a former lineman, I'd like to see, you know, they got their left tackle or... You know, eleven million dollar guy. You presume he's going to get the first shot of the tackle. Draft the center at twenty one, then and then maybe go tackle again at uh, with the second pick, and start stacking at the position of weakness. That would be a, a great draft in my eyes, as <laughs> well. Yeah, I and
1: mean, there's no denying that the Bengals need to get better up front. And I look and and I'm just trying to. Look at the patterns uh, that that Duke Tobin and the Bengals have thrown out there. And I think a year ago, pass rusher was something they definitely wanted to address. And it might have been their biggest need, and yet they waited till round three to do so. Because I think that's where the value was. They saw value there on day two to get their pass rusher in Jordan Willis. And then they doubled down with Carl Lawson the next day in the fourth round. I think they might do that at center. I could see the scenario. You mentioned uh, a few different Corbett from Nevada. uh, Obviously... Uh, there's multiple centers. Heck, Billy Price. I could see him falling to 46, like you said. I think they're going to probably, if there's a best player available that isn't a center, they'll take that person or that player at 21, and then wait on a center until the second round, maybe even the third round.
2: I think. Uh, I think depending on what that best player available is, if the best player available where you have them on your board, if it's uh, if the best player available slid from. 18 to 21. I stay with the plan, you know. I, I but if the best player available slip from somehow top 10 or 15 to 21, the top 10 it's a no-brainer. Top 15 to 21, you got to you got to really think about it. I agree. I mean, there's and that's the one thing about this draft that's going to be very very interesting. There there probably will be a slider that they're going to have to uh, talk about. Maybe pull the trigger on. No question about it. Um, you know, if the, if the if the number two safety in the draft teams is there for some reason. At twenty-one, you got you got a sprint. You don't to the to the podium with the cards. You don't walk through You <laughs> sprint up there. You know if if somebody like that of that caliber slides for whatever reason, and when you look at it, I mean, with with all the quarterbacks, you know, people are talking about going. There's going to be obviously at least three, maybe as many as six. You know, gotta going to be three to six. If all those guys go, uh, you know, in the top twenty, and there's two or three wide receivers, running backs combined that go, somebody. I mean that that, you know that's that's eight or nine spots taken right there Um, you know there's only there's only ten or eleven more people and and you look at all the you know the I think the offensive line the the interesting with me is the interior particularly the offensive line other than Nelson Nelson's going top five if not top five top ten for sure he won't be there but interior linemen I think from pick 20 to 30 even 20 to 40 there's going to be a ton Interior offensive lineman go because there's some depth at that position. There might not be the you know the blue blue chip guy that you take like a Nelson. Nelson's once in a I don't know twenty years draft. Uh, you got to take that guard you know very high. I'm, I'm nor- and not normal. You know it's an abnormal thing for a kid to go that high. But there's so many good ones from twenty to forty. A lot of them are going to go. So you say all right, I'll start that run at twenty one. Or do you say? I'll cross my fingers and hope that at 46, the run hasn't been too big, and I still get some I still value at 46, Or so I have to go to another spot and then wait till the third round. And now, you know, well, how am I there value-wise? Well, it's such a big need. Now I might have to reach a little bit. I mean, there's so much to it. It, 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 it all depends on when the, when the runs occur. You know, and the interesting thing, James, about all this is you hear teams after the draft say, oh, we, we had a good draft. We, we took players. And the third round, we had rated as a, we got one at, at 3B that we had rated 2A. Mm-hmm. All other teams in the league, a lot of other teams in the league obviously had them rated 3B because <laughs> that's where he went. But people run different schemes. They have different philosophies. They grade people differently. If you take a snapshot of all the top uh, 25 players on the draft boards so of all 32 teams in the NFL, you wouldn't have two duplications going down 25 spots. You wouldn't have two at the exact same. You know, that's just the way everybody looks at players differently. They have different schematics, different philosophies. So it's that's what makes the draft so non-scientific. And, I mean, you know, it, just, just look at the quarterback position. You know, the, the people that are drafting quarterbacks this year are all these prospects going to pan out? Is it going to be an Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, or Philip Rivers draft? Or is it going to be a Locker Gabbard Ponder draft? <laughs> you know, we have three potential Hall of Famers in one, all in one draft, and three Buster Roonies, you know, as first as round picks in the other draft. It's just, you, you never know.
1: Let, there there's so much uh, I still want to get to with you. And part of it to me, I, I look, and the Bengals have 11 draft picks. I've heard you on back-to-back Bengals Booth podcast now discuss the, the possibility of them trading up at some point. And, and you mentioned the run of interior linemen. I think if they, they don't get a center at 21, the idea of trading up from 46 to 38, they have 11 draft picks, I think they should consider that. Is that something you think that the Bengals will, will look at if, if the guy that they want is available early day two?
2: I, I, think, I think that's a possibility. But again, it's always like you have to have a trade partner. You know, you have to have somebody that is willing to trade down um, for you to trade up, and vice versa. If you want to trade back, you have to have somebody that's willing to trade up. And every year, uh, they get a myriad of phone calls. Uh, and w- when they uh, when they drafted Shaw, they were thinking about trading up in the fourth round to get him. You know, they, they they thought about trading up in the late rounds. They have traded up when they when they drafted Lawson. They were thinking about trading up to get him in the fourth round, and they still got him. So again, it's like everybody rates players differently, and everybody says after the draft, hey, we got our guy. We got our guy later than everybody thought we'd be able to get our guy. So it 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 it's uh it is crazy, but you know I to me um I, I don't I don't try to get too cute. To me, it's like all right, well, did a hell of a job getting Cordy Glenn. Get a damn center, <laughs> you know. Stay with the plan. Don't don't overcomplicate it. Don't get too cutesy, get a damn center. And if you can draft one in the the first round that you feel good about, you get them for five years. You get the option for the fifth year. You don't just plug and play for four. You're plugging and playing for five potentially. If it really pans out, you, um, you know, you re-sign them. You you, uh, extend them before that fifth year comes around. But you have five years to work with instead of four. So, um, you know, I, I, I I would not overthink it and get too darn cute about it. I would make sure that I I really address my left tackle uh, need. I want to address that center need as well.
1: You may have kind of already answered this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Lamar Jackson was in town for a visit. Peter King mocked Lamar to the Bengals today at 21. Let's say Lamar falls. He's available at 21. The Bengals are on the clock. Uh, Mike McGlinchey's gone, and the the three top centers are there. Sounds like you'd want the center, (laughs) but uh, do you think the Bengals seriously – entertain the idea of drafting the Louisville product 21st overall?
2: I, I don't see it. I really don't. I don't, I don't really see that happening. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not worthy of it. I'd be surprised if he doesn't, with, with the way people are valuing quarterbacks, uh, I'd be surprised if he's there at 21. With all the people that need a quarterback, if he's, why is he there at 21? You know, so I, I think the Bengals came in, though. What if, what if Baltimore drafts him? I think the Bengals brought him in. To find out what kind of football IQ he does have, you know, if we have to play against, I'm not sure I want to play against him. <laughs> I mean, if I'm <laughs> a defensive coordinator, that guy's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, could, but could he could he have uh, issues running your offense if you draft him? You have to design like like they ended up doing in Houston when Deshaun Watson ended up taking over. They designed an offense around his abilities, and look what happened. They averaged 35 points a game when he played, and 17 points a game when he didn't. So, you know, I mean, they they basically worked around his talent. So is what you have to do. He has to be a primary guy. If he gets drafted by a team that has, a you know, already a veteran starting quarterback, I'll Andy Dalton, they'd have to have an offense when Dalton's quarterback and a different offense when Lamar's quarterbacking. A lot of teams in the league would have to do that. So somebody would have to draft him, you know, like, like Houston, and it basically was envisioning with Deshaun Watson. They just weren't sure how much pro-style offense he could run when he would be ready but you have to have a you have to have an offense designed around what that guy can do. And man, you know the the biggest thing that he does, James, is man the, the plays that he creates are better than the plays that are called. Mm-hmm. And the dude is the dude is an unbelievable improvisational player. It's, un, un, it's uncanny, amazing to watch him. He's a freakazoid.
1: I think the Bengals certainly will draft a quarterback at some point with uh, one of their eleven draft picks. Are there? Any names fans should be on the their radar or fans should be paying attention to? And, and where do you think the Bengals will seriously look at, at picking a, a signal caller?
2: Yeah, I'm sure they're, they're doing a lot of due diligence on, on, on a lot of prospects. But it would it would surprise me if they take one before the fifth round. And, and honestly, because the reason I say that is this draft, it's a great draft to have uh, third and fifth round, third through fifth round picks. Bengals have two thirds and two fifths. So... You know, when you have two threes, a four, and five, I think it hits the sweet spot of this draft of linebackers, defensive tackles, safeties. You know, they have so many, uh, so many needs. And if in the first and second round you've addressed, you know, say uh, offensive line and I, I, I don't know, I don't know what. To, to me, the next need would be safety. So if, if, there's a, if there's there's an end of round two run, I think potential run of safeties. The Bengals should start that run. Why not start the run with the interior offensive linemen? Start the run at the safety position of all those guys available in the second round on. You know, two through five is a sweet spot. I think there's a lot of depth at safety. Three through five, a lot of depth in the interior defensive line and at linebacker. So it's a tremendous draft to have uh, multiple picks. And I think they probably, you know, would think about a quarterback with one of those fifth-rounders. And uh, I'm not – if they draft a wide receiver or running back, they might not draft them until with those seventh-round picks, mm-hmm. if at all. It wouldn't shock me if they come out of the draft without drafting a wide receiver or a running back and just go college free agency in that area. And that in People like those three seventh-rounders are so late. Well, instead of having to compete with other teams to sign them as college free agents where they're going to get bonuses, you got them. you got them in some sense. The only place they can go is to your team. So those seventh-rounders, you know, now you've got three players. They've always had a college free agent or two that have uh, shown themselves capable and, and have made the team. Why not make sure that you get the guys who are at the top of your list, you know, almost like an invited walk-on kind of thing at the college program, an invited free agent, college free agent, and, and get them as a seventh rounder instead of just uh, competing with all 31 other teams in the, in the pool.
1: Lap, as far as safety, and I think it's interesting because to me – I didn't view it going into the offseason as this tremendous need. Obviously, Sean Williams and George Iloka under contract, but the the Bengals, at least from what I've heard, it's no secret, they want to force more turnovers. They feel a little bit uneasy about their their current safeties. Do do you think that is early? I don't think they'll consider one maybe at 21, but do do you think round two, round three is where they'll look for the, the sweet spot for safety?
2: I think there's a possibility, depending on which ones are there. I don't think they're going to reach if there's, you know, better players at other positions. Um, you know, if there's a defensive tackle there, for example, uh, it, it, at uh, 46 that is is better than the safety at 46. I, I don't think they'd necessarily go at safety. But now, you know, people like if Kane is there at 21. You know, you're stacking defensive tackles. They've they, they, they got uh, some young defensive tackles that they like. Glasgow and Billings, you know, they want to see how they develop. So now you're stacking a defensive tackle. I don't think you do that at 21 when you have so many other needs, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Payne's a good player, but I'm not sure I'd, I'd rate him ahead of any one of the three centers. And I think I'd rate McGlinchey above all of them if he were there. But, yeah, I think I think they would start looking there. You know, I, Kurt Coleman, they made a big run for him. Uh, he went to the Saints for a lot of money. Justin Reed, they brought in, um, you know, or I should say, Eric Reed, they brought in Justin Reed's brother. They brought Eric Reed in from the 49ers take a look at. And I wonder how Eric Reed's uh, interview with Mike Brown will affect his brother Justin out of Stanford in the draft. You know that every team that interviewed him asked him about what his position is with respect to the flag mm-hmm. because of his brother Eric Reed's uh, position with respect to the flag. So, you know, it, it, but I do think. I do think there are, there are safeties that they'd probably take a look at in that second round. It would not shock me if they go center in the first round or offensive line in general in the first round. It, it, I, it would not shock me if they go defense in, in round two. You know, linebackers, a need, but, you know, not as big as now with Preston Brown coming knocking on your door from his downtown hotel and saying, I want to be a Bengal. I mean, that, that's one of the best things that happened to him in the offseason. You get the leading tackler in the NFL. You know and people are saying, "Ah, well, he only did that because he was a three-down player." Well, hell, what's wrong with being a three-down player? Today's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nfl that you what you want. I want a three-down player who gets 144 tackles. I'll take that dog hunt, I'll take that all day every day, and you know that diminishes that, lessens the, the need at the linebacker position with the two Buffalo Bills, former Bills, the Bengals picked up by trade and free agency.
1: Dave, I can't let you go without asking about the cornerback position. It seems like any time the Bengals are drafting around where they are in the 20s. Corner has the, the potential to be the best player available. What are the odds they address corner? And I think it could potentially be a need with Darquez Denard in the final year of his contract. Obviously, no Adam Jones uh, in town. Do you think the Bengals consider corner at 21? Is there a scenario where you see that happening?
2: I think that it would have to be a slide of, you know, like Ward. I, I You know, he's not going to be there. I mean, I think it would have to be a major, major slide. That's another position if, if there's one that makes it to the second round. You know, uh, I, I think personally, because like you, you're saying, James, corners are here to need in today's NFL. I think there's a run on them. I think there's a run on corners potentially before the Bengals pick a 21. So, you know, if you've got the third or fourth corner on the board and you've got the number one offensive tackle, um, if there is a run on corner, I think that helps the Bengals. You know, because I don't have corner as one of my bigger needs. I mean, offensive line, obviously, uh, center and tackle safety, linebacker, interior, defensive tackle. And if I can upgrade, improve my nickel, however I, I do it, you know, I, I I try to get that done. But, you know, I, I think you're going to take two offensive linemen, two safeties, two corners at some point, two linebackers, and that's only eight picks. They mm-hmm. still have three left, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it's it's uh, it's incredible. They they, they have currency. They've got themselves in good shape. You know, they, they traded for a... Uh, an upper crust offensive tackle, when healthy, and they didn't give up any of their currency to do it. They just kind of shifted it. They, they, um, they basically cashed in a, you know, a twenty dollar bill and got a ten and a five back, going from twelve to twenty one. But they, they 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 addressed probably their biggest need. Everybody agrees, going to get a left tackle, and, and they did so. Um, it, it's it is it's going to be interesting. I think they've uh, there's a good possibility in my mind they don't draft a quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. That wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me if it didn't happen. Uh, but, you know, then, of course, if, if they if they do, running back wide receiver, they may go with one of their seventh-round picks uh, just to make sure that, okay, we're in the college free agent pool. Who are the better guys that have slid? that are really good football players but just haven't been drafted yet. You know, so they start plucking them with those uh, late seventh-round picks. Those have some value. You know, and, and let's remember how many great players, um, you know, are on the Bengals' all-time team. That were drafted after the seventh round of their drafts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim Kremerite 10th. Bob Trumpy twelve. You know, I mean, it's it's if you don't get drafted in today's NFL draft, only being, being seven rounds long, doesn't mean you're not a good football player. So, and the Bengals, have proven that, and other teams have by you know making the, hitting some home runs in college free agency.
1: Last one for you, Lap, and it's not even a question, more of a, a statement. I think in an ideal world, just how I feel, how I think of the draft. Mike McGlinchey falls to 21. I know it's not likely, but that happens. And they take him. He can play right tackle right away, and they instantly bolster the offensive line. And then at 46, uh, a Billy Price falls, or one of the top three centers falls all the way to 46. That's my dream scenario. Uh, Are you on board with the dream?
2: Merry Christmas, big boy. (laughs) That would be unbelievable. That would be Santa Claus on steroids. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to me, the Vikings. I look at what the Vikings did last year, and they completely overhauled their offensive line. I think that's exactly what the Bengals, in an ideal world, would be able to do if the the draft plays out that way.
2: And if McGlinchey's not there, would you know? I would probably, I would stay with. When we talked, geez, I don't know. It was over a month ago now. I guess you know I, I mentioned Billy Price. I probably, if if uh, if McGlinchey's not there, I'd probably go Billy Price with uh, with twenty one. And then you know, look at it, and, and looking at the second round tackles. I mean, there 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 are good prospects there. I mean, there's a lot of good prospects in the in the second round at the tackle position. So that that wouldn't shock me. But I, if they took a center in the first round, and there were a defensive player there in round two, you know that they could upgrade it uh, at safety or linebacker. Whatever, that that wouldn't stun me either. But man, if they if they went McGlinchey and you you couldn't you couldn't write a better script. And that would be Hollywood City.
1: Yeah, it would. I see I'm getting everyone excited and that's <laughs> McGlinchy's gonna go like thirteenth overall. <laughs> right,
2: right. I agree. I think he's a top fifteen guy. I think, you know, if he makes it out of he makes it out of the top fifteen, he won't make it out of the top twenty. I I'd be I'd be surprised if he's there. But like we said, if somebody if there's a, a weird run, all it takes with all these quarterbacks that they're talking about making trades up and, and, and all these quarterbacks taking surprise. Then you, you you always have Four to six, you know, can't miss guys. They're going to go. Barclays, Nelsons, Chubb, you know, Rokons. Those guys, those James, those guys are going to go. If they don't, you know, if there's a run at corner or a run at wherever, you know, that means the rest of the offensive line is going to slide a little bit. It's going to drop a little bit down. Or if the offensive lineman go, that that means one of the one of those prime time players might might slide a little bit. I don't know if they slide to twenty one, but man, it's that's the thing. It is a wide open draft. It, in my mind. It's not a top-heavy draft. It's a mid-heavy draft. You know, like I said, I, I think almost where the Bengals are. From like 20 to 40 is where there's a lot of value, a lot of good players. And the Bengals have 21 and 46. So, man, you know, they, they can do some damage in the early stages of the draft, and it's a great draft to have two-thirds and two-fifths. Uh, there's still, you know, players there. That's why I'm saying it's a it's it's a mid-heavy, not top-heavy uh, draft for the Bengals to totally take advantage of, in my opinion. I think Duke Tobin and, uh, and the entire organization is uh, striving to get exactly that done.
1: Dave, uh, I really enjoyed this. I could talk to you between now and uh, Thursday, all things draft, but I-, I won't keep you any longer. I know I kept you for a long time. I appreciate you coming on. I'm sure I'll be bothering you at some point later in the week after we figure out what the Bengals do at 21. You got it, man. That's Dave Lapham. Really interesting stuff there. Um, Here's what I can tell you. Rule out Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Lamar Jackson isn't going to be the pick. And while I always thought it was a long shot, it was interesting that the Bengals met with him. He's not the first person I've talked to that said, well, you know, within the organization or tight knit in the organization, like, yeah, yeah, they ain't taking him 21. So if Lamar fell at 46, sure. He ain't falling to 46. I'm not sure he'll be there at 21. I actually hope he's not. I want Mike McGlinchey. That's the dream scenario. The Mike McGlinchey then center in round two. Here's the the problem. You notice all the steam for for Billy Price? I've made two guarantees. One, the Bengals will take Mike McGlinchey if he's there. I still feel confident in that one. Two, they won't take Billy Price at 21 because he won't be the best player available, even at the position that they need center. Uh, It's starting to feel more and more like, oh, my God. They're going to take Billy Price. I hope not. (laughs) Just because I want to be right. No, I mean, honestly, look, I want them to get the best play. If they feel like Billy Price is the best, fine. Uh, With that being said, I've not talked to one person, one analyst, that says Billy Price is the best center in this draft or has the most upside of anyone in this draft. Pro Football Focus loves Frank Ragno. Joe Goodberry, who you heard on Friday, loves Frank Ragno. A lot of people love James Daniels. Billy Price, will Ohio State fans love him? If the Bengals love him, he could be uh, the guy that the Bengals take with the 21st overall pick. I will be at Dickman Sports Cafe in northern Kentucky. Meet me there. I'll be there at like 8, 8.30, broadcasting at 9. So I will definitely be there by 8.30 on Thursday night. Uh, Bengals expected to announce their pick between 10 and 10.30. I hope, hope, hope to catch up with whoever the Bengals pick that night. And uh, you can hear our interview like you did with John Ross last year. I'll be one uh, of a tandem of hosts for 700 WLW asking the first overall pick or the Bengals' first pick questions first overall. That would be Cleveland. I'm James Erpine. A lot to get to this week. It's draft week. It's almost here. If you have any questions, email me, James Urpien at ESPN1530.com on Twitter, at James Urpien, at Locked On Bengals. Check out the website, Locked on And until next time, until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast.